And we're live. Thank you so much for joining the Clydesdale Media Presents Meet the Athletes of the Semifinals. Before we get to my guest, I'd like to thank my sponsors. RX Smart Gear provides world-class jump ropes, grips, and other gear for us all. Use the discount code Clydesdale15 for 15% off your order at rxsmartgear.com. Mobility Movement, MVMNT, is a program that teaches you how to increase your capacity to heal, reduce recovery time, and restore your nervous system to peak health. Everyone gets a seven-day trial. After that seven-day trial, our followers and viewers get an additional free month when they use code CLYDESDALEFREEMONTH at mobilitymvmnt.com. That's mobilitymovement.com. And finally, C4 Energy, delivering the most effective, best tasting, and highest quality products for you. Get 20% off when you use the code Clydesdale at checkout at c4energy.com. And I am so pleased to introduce you to Atlas Games semifinalist, 2019 CrossFit Games athlete, Connor Duddy. Connor, what's going on? Nothing much. Getting ready for uh, some competition in, in a week. Uh, but thanks for having me. So you have been around the sport for a very long time, I yep. think, and you've done every iteration of the season mm-hmm. from 16 to 18, the regional concept, uh, 19, you did the sanctional season, uh, yep. 20, you did the COVID year and then 21 and 22 semifinals. So mm-hmm. after going through all that, what is your favorite season style that CrossFit has? So I think I think I like this format the best. The only thing I I would say is I loved being able to travel during the sanctional season where we could pick and choose. So that was cool, but I love the uh, the open quarterfinal, semifinal, and game structure. It just makes sense. Um, it's a little more pleasant for the athletes not having five super stressful weeks during the open and just condensing it into one weekend for the quarterfinals. And then um, semifinals just feels like the old regional format, which is high stress, but it's it's fun. It's exciting. So the year you made it to the games was through the sanctional season. Mm-hmm. So that would tend to lean towards why it might be your favorite as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it worked out for me. Yeah. Um, as, a, as it being a professional sport for athletes like you, when you got to travel, there were also different ways to earn prize money, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was nice. So, like, I went to Dubai, and it was a free trip to Dubai, and you have the potential to come home with some winnings as well. Um, and that you don't really get anymore. Uh, I mean, if, if you have sponsors, I suppose uh, they'll help you out. But there's not uh, the availability to, like, go to a cool country for free anymore. Um, so that's one of the downsides. Yeah, the off season has been shortened so much. Yeah, that really, you just have a couple events uh, that you can hit, and uh, mm-hmm. it's really shrunk that opportunity. Yeah, yeah. Um, but if you can get to those events, there, I mean, watching Rogue this past year and Wadapalooza, they're really professionally done, and uh, there's some potential for some big earnings for the the top guys. So it's, I think it it works, but it doesn't. Um, it doesn't work for everyone. It just works for the the top in the world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's I think that's the missing piece in CrossFit, and kind of the reason we're doing this Meet the Athletes is 
when I'm watching an NFL game, like I'm a Chicago Bears fan, I want to know who the third string linebacker is. Yeah. There's a chance he's going to get in the game. Yeah. You know the players, right? It yeah. makes you want to watch all the heats and see mm-hmm. who the up-and-comers are, who, who could shock the world. Um, and I think we're missing that from a media perspective in CrossFit. Yeah. Yeah, it also seemed like out of uh, COVID, which I guess went a lot, like nothing happened for a year or so, once it started happening again, there was all these young kids coming up that were just crushing it. And they came at, seemed like they came out of nowhere. It would have been cool to see their story develop. I mean, can't do anything about the pandemic, but to see their story develop across the, those few years. So yeah, it's good that there's some media outlets that can kind of provide stories for people that haven't hit the spotlight just yet. Yeah. So you are at Solidarity CrossFit as their yes. head coach? Yes, that's my full-time job. Um, and do you do the programming there? Yeah, I do. Yep. Um, I started there in 2016 or so. Um, yeah, I think April 2016. So it's been a while now. Um, but yeah, do the programming, coach classes, and then just some behind the scenes work as well um, for the business. So as a programmer, do you ever look at these competitions and analyze the programming or think what could be tweaked or changed? Or are you more for the everyday crossfitter? So yeah, for the gym, I mean, uh, it's not going to look like the the programming for a competition. But I do help some uh, some competitive athletes as well. So um, yeah, I'm definitely whenever I see see the the test in full, like thinking about how things could be tweaked or what doesn't work, what does work, um, what seems to be biased here. And um, but as far as like my the competition I'm competing in, I'm going to try not to overthink it because it's not helpful, right? It's, I got to do it anyway. So. Would that be something you'd ever want to get into in the future? Be a programmer for elite competitions? Yeah. I mean, it, it, it looks fun. I think um, it's uh you'd need a team around you to, to be able to test so that it's like actually really effective. Um, but yeah, if there was, if that, and I know there's been like a lot of talk recently about the, the problems with the programming and semifinals. Um, if that's a future for the sport where there's, there's like a programming team for CrossFit's semifinals events, yeah, that would definitely be something I would be interested in. What I find fascinating is I actually go to uh, Christy O'Connell's gym. Mm-hmm. So like when she finishes a competition, we end up doing that competition's workouts like the yeah. final week. And the way you can modify it down for the average CrossFitter mm-hmm. is really is really cool. And it kind of shows the beauty of the sport of CrossFit into the lifestyle of CrossFit. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's definitely a spectrum from like um, just general fitness to the elite. There's, it's not like one or the other. So I do that sometimes if it works, like you have to consider when programming for a gym, like equipment and space limitations, but it is cool to like have the members kind of simulate what, uh, myself and there's another athlete, um, her name's Gabby from, from our gym who's going to be competing at the Atlas games as well. It's cool for them to kind of get a taste of what we're doing and feel like they're doing something similar. So if it works, I, I try to do that. Yeah. Well, I think you have a really awesome story because the way you found CrossFit was really not as an elite athlete, but mm-hmm. as a rehab. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Can you tell us about that story? Yeah, sure. I uh, 
I was probably 18 or so. Um, and I had, uh, had a back injury. So it was a herniated disc L5 S1 at the time. I don't really remember like one example of when it, it went, but I do remember like it bothering me and then doing another thing and it kind of bothered me more and it got worse and worse and worse. And, um, so like I needed to take some time to like step back, learn the fundamentals, learn how to move properly. And like the whole time I was injured and not able to do anything that I wanted to do. Like it just kind of, it, it sort of lit a fire and I just like wanted even more and more to get back into, into competitive CrossFit or even at, I guess at that time it wasn't necessarily competitive because that would have been like 2011 and I didn't, or 2011, 2012. And I didn't really start competing until 2016, but like it just, it drew me in, right? I, I wanted to be able to get stronger and feel good again. And so that just progressed until the point where I was finally getting strong enough to be able to, to qualify for regionals. So you didn't really compete till 16, but you did the open in 13, mm -hmm. 14 and 15. Was that just as a, like a community thing being involved in, and what was the turning point that made you realize, Hey, I could be pretty competitive at this. Yeah. So, uh, did it in 13, 14, just cause people told me to do it. Um, like people at the gym were like, Oh, you should do the open. And so I did it. And then, uh, in 2015, same kind of deal. I was like, I, I don't really think I'll make it anywhere, but I'll do it. And, uh, I ended up, I think that was the first year that like regionals used to be 40 athletes and then they cut it to 20 for, and then they like combined them into the super regions. And so I was like 26 after the 2015 open and I was like, Oh wow. Yeah. <laughs> that was really close. I'm going to go for it next year. And so I, I, trained hard and tried to qualify and qualified in 2016 and then did okay at the regionals as well. And just kind of kept going from there. That's great. So are you still with Conquer? Uh, no. So I've, uh, I've been working with training think tank, but I, I had kind of an interesting year. So I took a break after semifinals last year, like a month or so, and then just started to reintroduce some uh some crossfit into my life and i ended up uh just on a, a walking lunge with a dumbbell tore my adductor really badly um and uh it took like i don't know six seven months so that was in july and um and i basically just kind of rehabbed and did piece together like what i could in in my training until about november when i was like okay i'd I, I can't do this by myself anymore. I need help. Um, and there were two guys in my gym who were, they were like um, following the RX level training think tank blog. I think it was called the design. Um, there was like elite RX and scaled and they were following the RX one. I was like, I just want to work out with people. So I tried to follow that, but again, still had to adjust a lot. So I ended up uh, reaching out and seeing if one of their coaches could help, help me, um, with a, an individual design program until I felt healthy enough to kind of work it um, back into a competitive CrossFit, but it took a long time. And before quarterfinals, I still did not feel great. Like I hadn't cleaned more than like 265 before quarterfinals. And then the, um, the total came out and I was like, Oh, I don't know how this is going to go, but uh, adrenaline got me through it. So. 
So how excited were you when you saw the workout released with all the lunging? Yeah, it's uh, it's nerve wracking, but I mean, I've never felt more confident as far as this year goes in my in my adductor. So it's um, I've like it seems like the right timing. Like I I haven't had any painful uh, positions as far as lunging or like split jerks go in a in a few few weeks to a month or so, and so feeling confident. Um, not probably quite as strong as I was last year, but it is what it is. And there's those parallel handstand pushups to help me out. So <laughs> I don't, it, it'll, it, it looks like a fun workout. I mean, I'm going to stay safe, but uh, I'm not too worried. So you injured it in July and it's taken all the way till a month ago to be pain-free. Yeah. Well, at least with certain movements, like the, yeah. the, uh, the split position and uh, squatting took a while. It was a, uh, yeah, it was awful, <laughs> but, uh, I don't know. Um, you just kind of like, it gives you time to work on your bench press and work on other things that you wouldn't necessarily spend as much time working on if you were, if you were able to squat. So there's a silver lining, I guess, got better at some gymnastics and upper body stuff. So you, you've been doing the training think tank programming. Did you go mm-hmm. to their semifinal camp or were you still mending? Yeah, no, I did. Um, it was great. Um, it's, I, I train by myself most of the time. Um, and so it was cool to have like a community of really high level athletes. I mean, like Noah and Travis and, um, on the women's side, Sarah and Alexis, like they're killing it. So like, just to have that environment was, was really cool. Um, it was fun. Like I felt the adrenaline going, which is, is a lot harder to do by yourself. And, um, there was only like one or two things that we did where I was nervous about my adductor, but for the most part, it was a, it was a confidence boost and a a good weekend of training. Yeah, they did. You know, I love that they put out the videos and you can see how much they mocked it up with like touching the cone and Mm -hmm. at the end and all that stuff and set the floor up like it would be at a regional um, or or semifinal. It was really cool. Um, I love yeah. how they did that. Yeah, it was fun. I'm gl- I'm really glad I did it. Although I drove and it, from here, it's like a nine hour drive and I'm like, I'm flying next time. <laughs> so wh- where are you located at in Virginia? Uh, right? Yeah, Charlottesville. Okay. Charlottesville, that's... That it's like central. It's, uh, it's an hour west of Richmond. It's central Virginia, basically. Um. So then who are you taking as your coach to Atlas? Uh, Mike, the guy I've been working with, Adam Rogers, he's actually Alexis coach. Uh, he's not going to make it, but I think they said there's someone from training think tank there, but I'm just going to have uh, my, my friend who's going to be up there with me. He's going to get my coach's pass. And there's a few people from our gym who will be uh, around for help, but I'm not taking it like too seriously. Do you have I a little cheer squad going with you? Yeah, yeah, like my parents will be there and a couple friends, and so that's that's enough support. It'll be it'll be good. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's better just to have someone that you like can decompress with. Yeah, exactly. Like a formal coach. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's he's great, and I I would have loved um to to have him there, but um I'm not like super depressed that I'm not gonna have a coach there. It'll be fun no matter what. Yeah, have you tested any of the workouts? 
Not yet. I I worked out this morning and I did sandbag over the shoulder and I did uh, some lunges holding the sandbag and then I finished the workout and looked at someone texted me the workouts and it was lunging and more sandbag clean. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'm not going to test that one today. Um, <laughs> so I think I'm going to test uh, some of them tomorrow. I'm probably going to do the toes bar one tomorrow and I don't know, I'll go from there. I'm sure we'll learn the rest of them in the next day or two. What about the two that CrossFit put out? Have you done anything there? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I've tested the complex uh, twice and sort of tested the, the legless one. It was a little harder. I didn't have a, a straight shot to run, so it was a little harder to, to test here. And I think my ropes at the gym are a little higher than the ropes at the at regionals or semifinals. Um, but it, it looks fun. I mean, I wish there were more legless. It's more of a shuttle run than a than a legless workout it seems like but uh i don't know i'm looking forward to it yeah it's funny like in the last two weeks have you watched the syndicate and matt just to yeah see other people do it yeah i did watch it, looking for like technique on the way down and it looks like the technique is just let go from the top yeah 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 yeah, it's crazy how fast they were going on some of those. Oh, yeah. And some Blind. people, you know, they went out too fast or too hot, and they couldn't hold on at the end. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a delicate balance. No, I love legless. Uh, I'm going to go fast and just see what happens. I, I feel like I can jump. I've got a pretty good vertical, too, so I'm just going to run, jump, and um, controlled run, jump as high as I can. But I'm confident with my legless capacity. Yeah. Yeah, I got the I got to witness the two week one world record, week two world record, and it was just unreal. Yeah, flying. Really cool. And was he did like a forward roll in his first round and he <laughs> didn't phase him at all. That was impressive. Yeah, yeah crazy stuff. Um, Sunday afternoon, you're done with the done with the event. Hypothetically, you punch your ticket to the games. How are you celebrating? Oh, just go out to dinner. Yeah, nothing crazy. I like I like to go to a, a restaurant and like get something a little bit unhealthy, like a burger and some fries, um, and then maybe a, a little ice cream or something. But yeah, that's about it. Just dinner with the the people who are up there supporting me. Yeah, burger seems to be a big one, and ice cream is a huge one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so for sure. Yeah, and the other one that's climbing the charts is, especially on the female side, is margarita. Because it's uh, uh, frozen, and after oh, a while, there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't think I'll have a margarita, but uh, I see the appeal. <laughs> yeah. So I just wanted to thank you so much for jumping on with us. I know you have to get to work. Um, hopefully, we can reach out to you next weekend and, and get some updates from from up there. Uh, yeah, for as sure. You're watching uh, live on the stream, and uh, we'll see how you do, and we'll be rooting for you, man. Yeah, thanks for having me. It's good talking to you. Yeah, have a great weekend, and uh, we'll see you, see you up on the stream next week. All right, thank you.